From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service on RF, internet, streaming and text. July 28, 2019 has arrived and I'm Graham VK4BB with VK National News Broadcast on VK1WIA. And again, I'll start this week's news with a matter of housekeeping. How to get material into this news service. Now, we'd much prefer your own audio to accompany any script you send. Now, all details on audio, the bit rates, etc., and how to file are on www.wia.org.au forward slash members forward slash broadcast forward slash WIA news. Then click the contributors upload area. Again, all URLs are in the text edition of this WIA news service. I'd suggest you go and have a look there. Now, in some 14 years of operation, seldom a hiccup until this week. So when you're listening to this news, if your material is not heard, it's no doubt to all emails to WIA addresses went into a big Google rubbish bin. You'll recall some 12, 18 months back we made mention of a WIA committee charged with updating our service and switching to Google Docs, etc. Well, some changes this week did take place, but it resulted in a dead-letter office. Nothing came to WIA National News, and it wasn't discovered until Felix, BK4FUQ, who provides our operational news each week, dropped me a personal Facebook message. We then had Robert Broomhead on the case, and he organised to have the changes group roll back the system, but unfortunately the damage was done, hence we may end up with a super short news. We've no news to report this week from the President and or Directors, and the following story I'll read, even though we were expecting audio in from Chris VK3FY. The VE Exams Australia session, held for the first time in Osborne Park, Perth this month, was a success. As there is a requirement for three volunteer examiners to be in attendance at any exam session, the following ARRL volunteer examiners, Chris VK3FY slash W3YM, Nick VK3FE slash K3FV, and Di VK4DI slash AG5JI had flown in to run the session. Four local candidates had registered to take their exams. The final outcome of the exam session was that one new technician, one new general, and two new extra class licences will be issued to the candidates. All candidates were already licensed VK6 amateurs. These candidates have all expressed an interest in becoming volunteer examiners, and lengthy discussions took place after the WIA session on this very topic by all the candidates. Additional discussions relating to the integrity of exam sessions, having three VE present, the uncomplicated exam process, and the fact that results are known immediately concluding each exam element. VE Exams Australia will be conducting another session in VK6 in the near future. Are you interested in sitting a US licence exam and you're in VK3? The next Victoria exam session will be held at Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club, August 10. And now to a Gips Tech summary, written by VK7 Tango Whiskey and read by VK7FB for VK7WI News. Gips Tech 2019 was held the 12th. Starting with David, VK5 Kilo Kilo, Ian, VK5 Zulu Delta, and Tim VK5 Zulu Tango, and their 5,800km epic microwave de-expedition. This was a humorous presentation of the trip up through Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland and South Australia over 12 days. 
they took every microwave band up to 122 gigs and made many contacts with the locals in the area and set a few records along the way. Then the Doug MacArthur, then Doug MacArthur VK3UM, now a silent key, his award for last year's best presentation went to Jim VK1AT and Alan VK3XPD. Microwave Enthusiast's Award went to Stefan VK4CSD. David Smith VK3HZ then gave us a presentation on his experiments on an azimuth finder. This uses the real-time kinematics uh, or RTK carrier phase tracking feature available in some GPS modules and communicates between the modules using the 900 MHz ISM band. It uses the NEO M8P C94 M8P02 evaluation kits and with a 3 to 4 meter baseline it gives 0.2 degree accuracy and better than 0.1 meters of accuracy with a baseline greater than 5 meters. This was used in ZL by Rex VK7MO for extending the 10 gig EME world record. Mark Spooner, VK5AVQ, gave a wonderful presentation on non-ionising RF radiation safety. Peter Schrader, VK4EA, gave a fascinating talk on the way that VK4RBB derives its frequencies for all the microwave beacons up to 10 gigahertz by some interesting mixing of base GPS-locked frequencies and mixing them all the way up to 10 gigs. The first presentation after lunch was Dale Hughes with an automatic satellite ground station for satellite telemetry reception. Justin VK7TW then presented the next instalment of his 10 gig microwave adventure covering the updating of the white box transverter to a GPS locked ZLPLL, low noise preamp and 3 watt power amplifier. Peter Picorni uh, VK2EMR then gave a most humorous outline of how we end up with the leap second and the status of UTC. Rex Moncur VK7MO then presented how he and the ZL team extended the 10 gig EME world record from ZL to the United Kingdom. The talk covered how Rex managed to get a 1.13 metre dish from Australia to New Zealand in a suitcase. Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, took the audience through an interesting presentation on the mechanisms of sunspots and the conveyor belt that powers the sun and creates and presents sunspots. The important question was prompted, namely, are we there yet? With a bottomed-out sunspot cycle and the scientists are still unsure and much of the current thinking was presented. On Sunday, the first presentation was given by another first-timer at Gibbs Tech, George McLucas, VK4AMG, and it was entitled GPS Discipline Frequency Reference Traps for Young and Not-So-Young Players. George then took the audience through his development of his frequency generators for a range of rigs and how they can be GPS disciplined. Tim, VK5Zulu Tango, then gave a quick talk on the 3.4 gig panel documentation that he has created which runs to over 60 pages about the panels and their modifications, and this is available on the earc.org.au website. Glenn English, VK1XX, then presented the issues with the ICOM IC9700 and stability, 
and showed his work on developing an oscillator that can be GPS-disciplined for the IC9700 to improve the stability of the rig for narrowband weak signal work on the microwave bands. Wayne Pearson, VK5APN, gave an entertaining presentation on grid squares, which then led into his experiments with an independent location finder that gives a range of data, including maidenhead, to 10 digits. Justin, VK7TW, finished up the presentations with a K3NG-based SL GPS rotator for 10 gigs EME. And then we then retired to the common room for the raffle draw before enjoying pizza and heading in many different directions following another enjoyable gipstech. From the VK7 Amateur Radio News, it's 73's from Mike, VK7 Foxtrot Bravo. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason VK2LAW. We start this week with news from India. 48 students and two teachers at the Talangana State Model School have passed their amateur radio exams. Debunking the myth that amateur radio operation is confined to cities, two teachers and 48 students in Gunlapalli village near Dindi Reservoir cleared the Amateur Station Operator Certificate, ASOC, restricted grade examination recently. Gunlapalli is a village whose nearest city is Hyderabad in India. The central government is expected to issue the licences to them in a week or so. Once the licences are received by them, they plan to approach the district collector for financial support for setting up a ham radio club at their school. Read the full story at talanganatoday.com. Dutch Resistance Netherlands Communications Regulator Agents Chap Telecom AT has given a rather disappointing response to the call by Dutch radio amateurs for the 144 to 146 MHz band to be protected. France has submitted a proposal to SEPT for the ITU-WRC23 conference which could see the key amateur band being allocated to the aeronautical mobile service. The Netherlands National Society Veron reports, in a first response to the letter, Agents Chap Telecom indicates that France's proposal fits in with Dutch frequency policy. The basic principle here is that joint use and shared use of frequency space is encouraged. The National Preparation Committee still needs to meet on this to decide on the proposal from France. Agents Chap Telecom indicates that it's necessary to take a good look at the actual use and to have insight into the compatibility. The Veron report can be read in Google English at tinyurl.com forward slash Netherlands Veron. To the United Kingdom, Bletchley Park and the NRC. If you're heading to the UK shortly, where can you take youngsters that's fun, educational and free? Bletchley Park, the former top-secret home of Britain's Codebreakers, is now a vibrant museum and has a packed calendar of interactive exhibitions and events that tell the story of this historic site. Engineering challenges, code-breaking games and immersive displays are just some of the fun summer activities on offer. For a full list of what's on, visit the Bletchley Park website at bletchleypark.org.uk. 
And don't forget, RSGB members can download a free entry voucher and you can always visit the RSGB National Radio Centre whilst you're there. Bring your licence and you can operate the permanent special event station Golf Bravo 3 Romeo Sierra. To South America, in Peru, IARU Region 2 reports new amateur radio regulations have come into effect in Peru. Novices are no longer forced to upgrade within three years, but can stay in that category until they make the decision to upgrade. Another important point is the allocation of bands for the novice category. In these new regulations, radio amateurs can use the entire 2 metre and 70 centimetre bands, which promotes experimentation and satellite communications. Finally, it's important to point out that these new regulations don't limit the use of different transmission modes by category as it was before. On the contrary, they indicate that radio amateurs can use all current or future transmission modes regardless of their licence category. In the USA, the ARRL has announced the release of its 2018 annual report to members. The 2018 annual report was created by the ARRL editorial staff under the direction of QST Managing Editor Becky Schoenfeld, Whiskey One Bravo X-Ray Yankee. In his message to members, ARRL President Rick Roderick, Kilo 5 Uniform Romeo, said new generation hams engage with amateur radio in a very different way than hams of his generation. Through extensive research, we've learned that they come to amateur radio hoping to learn how to use it in aid of their communities and for enhancing the fun they're already having while camping, hiking and doing other outdoor activities. President Roderick said we've also learned they've been discouraged by the difficulty of finding information and help that would allow them to get involved. He said ARRL has turned its attention towards those hams over the past year and he directed readers to read about ARRL's new lifelong learning department which, he said, will create learning materials for amateur radio enthusiasts at all levels of knowledge but especially for the beginners. From Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2, LAW. And in our final story this week, the roles have become reversed for one ham club in Tennessee as the public stepped up to help the group recover their stolen communications trailer. Jim Damron, November 8 Tango Mike Whiskey from Amateur Radio Newsline, tells us more. Usually, it's the amateur radio communications trailer that saves the day in its public service role, passing critical information during power failures, tumultuous weather, and even during major outdoor events and field day. Recently, however, it was the public who helped save the day for one such trailer. Members of the Chattanooga Amateur Radio Club in Tennessee told police their trailer had been stolen either the night of July 4th or in the early hours of July 5th. It had been parked outside a club member's business in a securely fenced-in area. Club President Gary Ownsby, AK4ZX, told Newsline that local media, social media, other clubs, and the public quickly put word out, and a police report was made. Gary said he was bowled over when the response came in from hams across many states. WRCB-TV aired a story asking viewers to help. On July 7th, the trailer was found one mile away with its tires deflated. The hams and the sharp-eyed community are now looking for its missing equipment, two HF radios, a D-Star radio, two generators, and other gear. Anyone who thinks they've seen any of it being sold is asked to telephone the club at 423 Three zero eight thirty four seventy seven. Gary said, quote, Looking at the lemonade side of this whole situation, the goodwill our club has received from our local community and media, social media, ham clubs, and individual hams has been spectacular and heartwarming. End quote.
We wish them luck in their recovery efforts. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, NATMW. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Ham Radio Operational News. It's Contact Sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. WIA.org.au Major contests still to come in 2019 include This Weekend, the RSGB IOTA Contest July 27-28. Then the big one, our VK Remembrance Day Contest is August 17-18. A team of American operators will activate in Port Island off the coast of Nova Scotia, Canada from the 31st of July to the 8th of August. St. Paul Island is a separate entity for the DXCC award, and the call sign to be used is CY9C. Activity will be on all bands CWSSB and FT8. Jeff ZL3GA is wildsing as YJ0GA from Vanuatu until the 3rd of August. He hopes to be on all bands CWSSB and FT8. QSL via the home call ZL3GA. SP3PS is Kiahu from his holiday home in the Gambia until the 5th of August. His Gambian call sign is C5SP and he operates 20 to 6 metres on SSB and FT8. QSL via the home call SP3PS. Sven, HB9DXB will be in Vietnam signing XV9DXB until at least early August. Look for him on 7019 and 14.019CW. QSL manager is EB7DX. Panama special event. Look for a special event call sign H31A. To be active until August 15 to commemorate the 500th anniversary of the foundation of Panama City. Activity will be on most HF bands using SSB and the digital modes. Britty, PSK31, NFT8. QSL manager is HB1AVS. VK1WIA National News on Felix VK4FUQ in England. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text. Let's have a look now at the Q News Workbench and wireless weather. Radiation doubles around the moon. A NASA radiation sensor in orbit around the moon has detected a doubling of cosmic rays, making 2019 one of the worst years of the space age for astronauts who want to travel into deep space. What's going up there? The solar cycle is to blame. Visit the July 18 edition of spaceweather.com for the full story. Ian, Golf 3 YWX, the editor of Electronics Notes, has written of some facts behind sporadic E one of the most interesting forms of propagation. As the name indicates, it occurs sporadically and many of the mechanisms behind it are not well understood. Sporadic E arises when clouds of intense ionisation occur in the E region of the ionosphere. Initially, these will affect the lower frequency bands and it can produce openings on 10 metres and as the frequency rises, 6, 4 and occasionally 2 metres may be affected. When two metres is affected, openings are often quite short, an hour or two is long, but openings of a few minutes are also known. During the course of an opening, the direction of the propagation can even change significantly as the ionisation clouds are blown about by the winds in the upper atmosphere. With the latest Worldwide Special Interest Group news, I'm Col, VK3GTV.
And it's Every Pixel Tells a Story in our special interest group's ATV. Watch for ISS slow scan TV activity. Our SSS TV activity is planned for various times during the week of July 29th through to August the 4th. As more specific dates and times are determined, they'll be posted on the ARIS website, which is aris.org, and at the official ARIS Facebook page, Amateur Radio on the International Space Station. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. Member of Parliament uses Morse code to wish Happy Birthday to GCHQ. The Irish News reports Morse code sounded in the Commons as an MP wished Happy Birthday to a British intelligence agency. Conservative MP Alex Chalk held up his phone to a microphone in the chamber to allow the long and short beeps spelling out the message to be heard. It was aimed at GCHQ, which is based in his Cheltenham constituency as it marks its 100th anniversary. The Government Communications Headquarters, or GCHQ, is an intelligence and security organisation responsible for providing signals intelligence and information assurance to the Government and Armed Forces of the United Kingdom. Based on the donut in the suburbs of Cheltenham, GCHQ was originally established after the First World War as the Government Code and Cipher School and was known under that name until 1946. During the Second World War, it was located at Bletchley Park, where it was responsible for breaking the German Enigma codes. Concluding his speech, Mr Chalk said, GCHQ's centenary just so happens to coincide with the 175th anniversary of the first use of Morse code to send a message between cities, so it's therefore perhaps fitting I should conclude with a message to GCHQ in the form of Morse code. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, ZS-50 Moon, active 31st of July. The South African station will commemorate the special moonwalk anniversary using various satellites, Oscar 100, AO91, AO92, SO50 and possibly more, as callsign ZS50 Moon. Check their Twitter feed for updates on when the station will be active and on what bird, twitter.com slash ZS50 Moon. And speaking of the moon... Recently, WIA immediate past president, Justin, VK7TW, was interviewed on ABC Radio Horsham, Victoria, about the Ray Norton, VK3ATN, moon bounce on two metres back in 1966. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, FT8. Cuban FT8 user, CO8LY, records more than 60,000 contacts. Cuban radio amateur, Eduardo, CO8LY, has made more than 60,000, yes, 60,000, FT8 contacts and requested applications for many awards and diplomas using the log of his FT8 contacts. This may be a Guinness record of a single radio amateur receiving more than 220 awards and diplomas with more still to come. Congratulations Eduardo on that mammoth effort. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA. Arctic IOTA activity gets underway. As temperatures rise to 26 degrees Celsius, Marty Lane, OH2BH, reports that activity from some Arctic Circle Islands has begun. This includes OJ9A from Kataja in Akari, EU192, and OH9A from Lapland Islands, Salkasavi, EU126. The two islands located in the Torino River Delta have been active since July 24 and until tomorrow, including during the islands on the air contest this weekend. Only two islands are split between Finland and Sweden, Market Reef, EU053, 
and Kataja Inakari EU-192, which enjoy unique statuses in the DXCC and IOTA programs. Contacts with OJ9A will also count towards the Market Reef Jubilee Marathon. In parallel with OJ9A and OH9A, Market Reef OJ0DX will be activated by a team of German, Swedish and Finnish radio amateurs. This weekend sees the RSGB's IOTA contest and many rarer ones have hit the beaches. PX8R from the island of Karuka, GI69CK, finishes today. Island code SA060 will be active, and it's the first time this particular island has been activated, and the team looks forward to seeing you and their logs during the RSGB IOTA contest. Again, the call to listen out for is PX8R. 9M8RC OC165 is active from Satang Basar Island during the contest this weekend as a multi-single entry, and you can QSL via 9W8KIF direct. And another active site is SA029 with ZZ1R from Illa dos Ratos, also known as Rats Island, during the contest, and QSL via PY2AE by the Bureau. Often related to islands, and in particular coastlines around the world, are lighthouses, which brings us to our next worldwide special interest group, ILLW, which is nearing 300 entrants in this year's International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend. Among the entries listed are some rarer sites in Serbia, Malaysia, Cuba, Hawaii, Market Reef and Mexico. Southgate Amateur Radio News in the UK says one lighthouse having its first activation in the event is on Deal Island in Bass Strait, right here in Australia. The lighthouse was built in 1848 and has been inactive since 1992. The historic light was built by the joint efforts of New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania to help ships through the dangerous Kent Group, a scattering of small islands and rocks at the eastern end of Bass Strait. The call to listen for is VK3ILH. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers. High school students in Brazil are building a ground station for the amateur radio transponder on the QO100 geostationary satellite as part of a STEM education project. A group of eight students in Sao Paulo are participating in all steps of the project with the help of teachers and amateur radio volunteers. The station consists of a 1.2-metre offset dish antenna, an Amico L104 LNBF, a homemade bias T, an RTL SDR receiver, and SDR Sharp software running on a dedicated computer. During the project, students were exposed to several STEM topics related to radio communications, antennas, software-defined radios, geostationary orbits, as well as hands-on activities during the station assembly and configuration. I'm Col, VK3GTV, and we'll have more Worldwide Special Interest Group news next week. On the social scene as we get to the end of WIA National News for another week, in VK4, the Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club Sunfest happens 9am Saturday, September 14 at the Wombai School of Arts. Also in VK4, the Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Cardwell Gathering. Four days of fun commencing October 4. VK3, Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest, October 13. Worldwide, October 18, 19, 20. It's Jota 2019. VK3 Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Barg Hamvention, October 27. And in VK3, it's Rosebud Radio Fest, November 17. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly.
from Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening.